say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spoiler Nation, the podcast where we talk about your favorite films and TV shows. And shit ones too. In this episode, we're going to be talking about two giant blockbusters, Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman and also The Mummy starring Tom Cruise, the very first installment of the Dark Universe franchise. Yep. Exciting stuff. I don't know, this might be the last two, (laughs) if this... (laughs) The performance of this one is any indication. They did announce like 10 other movies or like 10 other characters. Yeah. Do you think they'll back down if this, like, no one watches this? Yeah, I mean, I don't see how they can keep doing it with these other characters like the Invisible Man and whoever else, Bride of Frankenstein. It's kind of like a classic putting the cart before the horse kind of thing. Like, it's just generated hype. And this movie, The Mummy, it's not even, I wouldn't call it a remake. It's supposed to like just be chapter one of this new dark universe thing they're doing. I'd say that this The Mummy movie has no connection to the Brendan Fraser uh, saga. Yeah, no, it's completely different. The only similarity is that this movie has a mummy in it. Just from the trailers and the, the casting and everything, I had the idea that there was a lot of... There was a big push for this movie to do well. There, there was clearly like an investment of money you know, getting Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe in the same movie, announcing this universe or whatever else. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was just a, a throwaway remake released in January. Do you know it, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. A lot of thought has been put Yeah, and this. they're putting it right in the prime of, like, blockbuster season, you know, which is, yeah. which is about right now. But um, holy fuck, what a, what a complete embarrassment and disaster it's of a so movie. Bad. Uh, it's I gotta so say, bad. I got to say, when the credits were rolling, I thought, okay, that was very bad. But I didn't I hate it. I was like, okay, that's just bad. But it, the more I think about it after we saw it, the more it's not sit well with me at all. It's almost yeah. like food poisoning. <laughs> because I really struggled to find a single redeeming thing about this movie. And it's just... It's baffling to me that they're trying to push this as chapter one of the big universe as well. Like, Yeah, this is not some good foundation here. This is It's not, not a, a foundation at all. Well, the whole movie is devoted to trying to build a foundation at the same time. Yeah, I think the problem is it feels as if there is zero forethought no, put yeah. into this. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, there there is like sort of half ideas. Like, okay... What if we had Russell Crowe as Jekyll and Hyde, and he was like the Nick Fury of this monster shield? You know, he captures all the monsters, or he has a supernatural fighting squad, and then Tom Cruise gets roped in, and then we kind of leave things off in a way where, oh, what's going to happen to Tom Cruise next? What about more of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Oh, they didn't kill the mummy, they just put her away. Uh, There's all these signifiers that lead you to think, they think they're going to do another one. Yeah. In every way. It's not at all a self-contained... Yeah. kind of story they have the audacity to it's so to, arrogant yeah it's add so fucking arrogant plot, na- like narrative devices to set up future movies that's all it is there's there's like you get that in kind of early marvel films but that stuff was like easter eggs yeah like it's after the credits or it's like a, a scene here but the whole movie is kind of like its own thing it kind of built up to the avengers yeah this is like if the first iron man movie you introduce Nick Fury and Shield, Bruce, Bruce Banner. You have Thor that comes yeah. comes in at the third act. You don't give Tony Stark a character arc, and like he's barely character in his own movie. It's like that with none of the entertainment value that you could find in like a Marvel movie. It's all just exposition, hundred percent right. of the time, mm-hmm. and then some very weak attempts at humor, which. Oh, not funny, man. And I have to the, say, I liked some of the humor. You know, obviously, yeah. the bulk of the humor in this movie is carried on the shoulders of Jake Johnson. Yeah, he's um, supposed to be like kind of the, the new girl relief. Yeah, they had some funny one-liners here or there. That's yeah. that's cheesy. Yeah, but you know, the kind of cheese that I like. But it's too few and far between. And this, I think, tonally, this movie is all over the place. Because, it's a mess. Yeah, it doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. It's not a cheesy Brendan Fraser-esque, you know, adventure movie. And then it's not really a horror movie, although it kind of wants to be. At random points. Yeah. It decides, let's put some horror here. Yeah. And there's no 
it's not a serious movie either, but no. by the way they're giving all this exposition, you'd think it was a fucking church sermon. It's not serious, but they're trying to give it this weight which doesn't earn at all. Definitely. What was I going to say? It's like, from the first scene with Tom Cruise and his buddy, Jake Johnson, they're like soldiers, grave robbers, and they start off in like Iraq, and it's supposed to be like this sort of fun adventure scene. And they call in an airstrike and they're like, whoa, we're getting shot at. Oh my God, what's going on? And the dissonance, like I can see what they're going for, but it's the dissonance is right there. Because it's like, this this like country's getting bombed right now. This isn't fun. Yeah. It's too close to real, but they're trying to go for like kind of Indiana Jones fun. Like something like Indiana Jones or The Mummy, you can buy into it more because it's like, it's set decades ago. It's set during a kind of simpler time. Yeah. And they're trying to do this now. Like, with contemporary kind of things. And it's just awful. I don't know. It was yeah. awful. It really rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm not, like... I'm not easily offended by shit. Like, I, you know, whatever. But this really was just so cheap and nasty. <laughs> yeah, it was a little too close to home to have a jovial shootout at set in, like, actual contemporary war zones. Yeah. And you're just, like... And I'm, like... I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, these guys are soldiers? They're really fucking up, like the um, whatever military plans that their country has got planned yeah you know they're just like a couple of looney tunes as if yeah as if they would get away with (laughs) basically entering like some other country's like village and just started doing shit because they want to steal stuff yeah and the stupidity continues in that scene where this is where they uncover the tomb right that's right for the mummy and it, of course, Tom Cruise has to fucking open it, like with his gun. So he, you know, the whole thing's kind of his fault or whatever. But I guess the film is kind of trying to deal with a thing where, like, he's a jerk at the start, and then by the end, he's not a jerk. He's like selfless. Yeah, which you're... is like a classic sort of kind of Marvel thing as well, where the character starts off as like a boisterous jerk and ends doing something selfless. But here, it's so lousily done. <laughs> Again, yeah, <laughs> like it's your else. classic like cardboard cutout like asshole with the yeah. heart of gold character, which Tom Cruise can't do at all, man. Like not now. Uh, Jerry Maguire, yeah, that was sort of similar, but that's very different. Well, it's essentially his character in The Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, in Edge of Tomorrow, and but except in that movie, it's done well. The plot supports his character development. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's got Emily Blunt. Like a yeah, he's got a worthy counterpart. In yeah, that he movie, has a foil, which he doesn't in this movie. His foil romantic counterpart is uh, this actress called Annabelle Wallace. I don't remember her name in the film, Jenny or some shit. Mm-hmm. And again, like she's just—it's just so retrograde. She's just there to spout exposition and like be kidnapped or whatever. Like there's no kind of proper kind of chemistry or relationship between the two of them. Even though the end hinges on him caring about her. That's right. So you're doubly not invested because it's not convincing at all. Yeah, this whole movie felt like this person just read like Wikipedia on how to write a screenplay. Yeah. And like just wrote like the most basic story. It's barely a story. It's, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, um, the themes are so basic. Yeah. And every kind of line is even it's it's almost like this film is made in a lab because almost every line is something you'd put in a trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's all trailer lines, especially Russell Crowe's character. Like from frame one to the very end where he's doing the voiceover again. You know, it's just shit that's designed to put in like a two minute sort of trailer. And we'll talk about him for a bit actually, because he's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I'm not interested in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde as a concept because I've got the Hulk, like, if they're doing something like that. It could be cool, but they don't do a cool thing at all with him. It's actually very goofy and bad. Yeah. And Russell Crowe stinks in this movie. Um, Russell Russell Crowe is not a dual character type. Like, he can can play one character. He's pretty, yeah. He's a one-note kind of guy, which is not bad. But But he has, yeah, he's kind of like Tom Cruise in that way, I think. Yeah, he's got yeah, a specific sort of thing. He's not a fucking character actor, really. No, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> he's movie star man. Yeah, and it's not like when he turns into Doctor uh, Mister Hyde, we're like, oh, who's this playing this guy? And it's like it's just super CGI'd up. Russell Dis- Crowe, yeah, discount the accent. Hulk. Yeah, it's a discount Hulk. Yeah, and he speaks in like like a soccer hooligan. It's, and it's so stupid. It's so offensive. It's like okay, when he's a respectable doctor, he speaks in like. 
a posh British accent. Yeah, over the top. And then, and then when he becomes Mr. Hyde, it's like, "Hey, I'm from Leeds. Yeah, I'm a sadist, eh? Yeah, yeah. blimey. We'll take over the world, bruv. Like it's it's exactly like that. Yeah. And that whole beat where Russell Crowe takes him, Tom Cruise, to the monster facility, and the mummy is chained up. It's exactly lifted from the Avengers, where Loki's chained up and the Hulk is unleashed mm-hmm. and causes all this mayhem. It's it's the same fucking beat. And I don't mind when like a movie takes inspiration sort of from another movie, but that villain getting caught in the second act and going things going to shit, that was like old just after the Avengers, and this is like five years later or whatever. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> and I can't believe this... Well, I can't believe it, actually. This was written by six writers. Was it? Yes, six hands were in this fucking studio. Oh, wow, hey, this movie felt like it was written by six writers. Yeah, that's why there was, like, no consistency. It was directed by a man who's, like, written some of the worst blockbusters of the 21st century. He wrote Thor The Dark World, didn't he? No, he wrote um, the two that are terrible, Star Trek Into Darkness and Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Mm. And The Amazing Spider-Man 2. How does this guy keep getting work? I don't know how he... (laughs) Like, why would you give it to this guy to direct? Yeah, he doesn't have a good track record. Yeah, to say the least, right? I guess they only they might only hire based on like the. I think hits. they I think they wanted to cheap out on the director, but get a kind of a name. That's the only way I can justify no getting one, Alex Kurtzman. Well, no one is going. Oh, this is a an Alex Kurtzman <laughs> film. I gotta see it. Yeah, I know. It's like they put all the money in getting the movie stars and nothing on the scripts or the directors, but like movie stars don't have that kind of appeal anymore. It's not really about. I don't feel like this is like a movie star world now. Like, yeah. Brad Pitt can be in a movie that bombs and nobody sees. Like, and he's one of the biggest movie stars. But that's the that's the mentality going into this. It's just if we get these stars, the rest will sort itself out. And it's like fuck no, you got to give him something to say, at least. Or use, utilize their talents well. Yeah, I'm I'm astounded by how it feels as if uh, Universal Studios is taking the wrong lessons from you know the success of the Marvel franchise or e- even DC. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. which is get uh, the first thing you should do is get a really good showrunner kind of figure. Yeah, get a good producer. TV. It is TV. Yeah. this kind of cinematic universe thing. Yeah, if you want to build a universe, at least have one person spearheading it. Yeah, like that's got the a base level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Marvel had Joss Whedon, and also Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige. Yeah, and uh, DC has, of course, Zack, Zack Snyder. Snyder. And for better or for worse. At least his movies are cohesive. There's a fingerprint, like yeah. a, a directorial kind of fingerprint over yes, there's three of the DC movies. No, is it four? Yeah, it's four now. Four, yes. yeah. There's a Calibre. sense of vision and yeah. style yeah. that's distinct to to the director. For yeah. better or for worse, but yeah. at least whether there's mi- something there. Yeah, whether it's misguided or whatever, it it is like it has a preoccupation with something. Yeah. And this universal one, it's... It's so off-brand, trying to ape the cinematic universe of Marvel or whatever, and it's just the quickest shortcut. Like, it's just a pure, we need to make money as, this as quick as possible. Like, there's no thought, and um, that's not like, let's just, come on, let's just grab the money. Don't wait, just do it, just put it all in there. That, something's bound to get people excited if we put all of this in there. Yeah. That's what the mentality feels like. And now it just seems like they've not only, like, shot themselves in the foot, like, they've shot themselves in the you know, the thighs and the balls, like, there's, there's, you know, I don't see how this is going forward, <laughs> especially, um, did you hear it got a $30 million opening weekend? Did it? That's lower than Dracula Untold, which was... I forgot that that was a movie. Yeah, me too. But I heard that was the movie that was supposed to kick off this uh, cinematic universe, dark universe. It was supposed to be Dracula Untold. No. But when it tanked, they were like, no, no let's wait. We'll do it with something else. But this has done worse. I'm. You know what? Mm. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm so glad that there is justice in this world, and yeah. no one is going to get tricked by this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this post-Trump world, I'm holding on to this. Yeah, it's a good thing. We I, still have our humanity intact. Well, it's also kind of like the market forces thing because right now, the competition for the entertainment dollar with time and money has it's like untenable. 
there's so much available right now. Orange is the New Black just came out the other day yeah. on Netflix. A whole I'm, season. I'm three seasons, uh, three episodes in now. The oh, new one. Yeah, me too. It's really good. So you know, there's all, all this kind of stuff. It's so it's, so someone sees something like this and it's like, why? I don't need to see this. It's yeah. not an event. There's so much other stuff going on. Exactly. Right now. This well, is not appealing. Like, well, that's what they wanted it to be. They wanted it to be an event. Yeah. That but then unusable. they they want to forego the effort it takes to build up to that yeah you, know? you need a few movies at least yeah you just need to make at least at the very least one good movie yeah that's the barest minimum it's not hard it's not <laughs> if you have the money and the resources it's not hard to just make an okay movie yeah you just gotta hire the right people man yeah exactly <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm just as i'm Astounded, yeah, me too. By how much effort has been put into making this movie, and yet on the flip side, how little effort it has been made. Yeah, it's it's just weird that people actually like signed off on this and were like, "Yeah, release this. This is fine for our multi-film thing, which is going to last at least ten years, hopefully." And we got all these stars attached, all these contracts signed, and all this money invested, or and whatever else. And it started with, like, this. You know. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm still pretty gobsmacked. It doesn't bode well, the fact that the, the Mummy didn't do well. Did no, it? No, it didn't. So, I, that's why I doubt there'll even be more of these cinematic monster universes. I feel like... But they already announced it. They announced they it. Announced it. How mean, are they going to backtrack this? I mean, they don't have to do it. They just announced... That's what I mean. This is a hype machine. They can just announce it. Did you notice they announced this shit... Two weeks before The Mummy came out, really. Yeah. Very close to the release date. Yeah. They were trying to generate hype for this. For The Mummy, so yeah. So it's like, oh, if we see The Mummy, baby, Johnny Depp will be an invisible... Like, I yeah. think that's what they were trying to go for. And it nice, obviously nice backfired try. in the face uh, utterly and completely. Yeah. So in this movie, it's funny to think about the plot of this movie There's because there's barely any. It, yeah. So essentially, it's this mummy who made a deal with the Egyptian equivalent of the devil, which is yeah. Amunet. Yes. You know, has like all sorts of evil sand controlling powers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they killed a baby, I yeah. guess. That, uh, and her dad, who yeah. is the king. I was, I was kind of shocked that they showed like a baby murder. <laughs> and it, it also doesn't, when you think about her motivation, so the baby is a boy. Yes. That means she, as a girl, an older daughter of the, the king, can't mm-hmm. be queen anymore. So she made a deal with the devil to get powers so yeah. that she can kill um, her dad and her brother. Yeah. But she can do that without without the pact with the devil, I think. Well, yeah. She, she's That's, family. I mean, she can yeah. just waltz into the Just poison room. their oatmeal. Yeah. Like, why did you have to <laughs> sell your soul to do that? I mean, you're essentially selling your soul, your soul if you kill your family, but still. Yeah. That's it's just a sort of another aspect of how not thought out this is. It's so not thought out. So and then Tom Cruise finds the tomb that she's trapped in. Yeah, because she she was forced to be mummified. Yeah. She wasn't. She was mummified alive. Yeah, she was mummified alive. So she's not like a are you coming back from the dead kind of thing. It was sort of something forced on her. Yeah. So anyway, Tom Cruise finds the tomb with his this archaeologist woman and his buddy. And they open it, you know, she starts cursing people from the tomb, like his buddy gets possessed and Tom Cruise has to shoot his buddy. So this is where the film takes... Yes, Jack... uh, Jake Johnson. This is, for me, where the film took, like, a nosedive where it couldn't recover from, actually, because this is the the nexus of the tonal issue. He has to kill his buddy. And it's, like, it's played off as a joke because he's dead. And then he shoots it again. Like, to make sure it's dead. Yeah, and then it accidentally goes off again the yeah. third time. Yeah. And I like that. I, I thought that was funny, and I thought, oh, this is where the movie's going. I yeah. love this. You thought it was going to be, like, just a kind of goofy adventure. I thought it was going dumb. to be, like, you know, Fast and Furious or something. Yeah, yeah. But then they backpedaled a little bit after yeah. that. That's That's their worst crime, which is... They hint at, oh, we're going to be, like, ludicrous in our, like, how we're going to approach the tone of this movie. Yeah. And, like, everything's going to be fun and, like, tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah. Uh, then, so after that, we got the, probably the best 
bit of the film. The best sequence in this movie. It's not a scene, it's a sequence. Yeah, because right. this movie is just... There's a, no narrative. A, like one sequence after the other. Yeah. And so it's the airplane scene where it starts crashing. And it's like a zero gravity scene where like they're flying inside the plane and trying yeah. to jeep. Tom Cruise gets Annabelle Wallace to safety with the parachute and then the camera's sort of like spiraling down with the plane as it's like lowering to the ground. And it's pretty thrilling. It's it's sort of something you'd see in like a standard Tom Cruise action movie. Yeah. Like a Mission Impossible kind of movie. It felt exhilarating when the camera focuses on him as the plane is falling. It was and such you a could good... feel like how helpless he, he is. It was the only time in the film where Alex Kurtzman didn't just point the camera at wherever. Yeah. Like it yeah. felt motivated. Yeah. Every, every other shot in this film, Alex Kurtzman is just placing the camera wherever without yeah. like any indication as to what you're feeling or trying to involve you in yeah. any way which is why it stood out yeah there was actual tension in that scene yeah um and then um and then the scene that followed after that was also pretty good which and that was the scene where the plane crashes mm-hmm. um tom cruise is revived or whatever yeah and then um they rev- they show the actual mummy played by sophia butella yeah coming into being which is you know she's been in a tomb for like thousands of years so she's like you know mummified yeah she looking. looks gross as shit but <laughs> yeah. um when but then two like law enforcement or something go <laughs> fi- find the wreckage yeah and they you know check it out see what's up and she she basically it's she's kind of like a vampire and she's like starving for souls yeah and she like sucks the soul out of the two like people who found her yeah and that was like a, also a genuine thrill thrilling horror moment yeah i'll give them that it was pretty gnarly looking yeah you see how they're when she's sucking the soul out yeah of them, it's, pr- it's as graphic as you can get for like pg-13 yeah it's almost like dementor-esque yeah. you know and yeah it's like the kiss of death kind of thing yeah and I guess they become zombies as well when they get the soul sucked out of them because they become like her henchmen. Yeah, they become mummies, right? Mummies, right, yeah. Or whatever. Mummy acolytes. Yeah, well... The next, the next thing in this clusterfuck was then it's, it's kind of revealed Sophia Butella, the mummy, is also in Tom Cruise's mind because she's cursed him. That's right. He's also invulnerable. So yeah. big dumb chase in the woods, poorly lit, can't see anything, bad dialogue, silly action... Sophia Butella's licking Tom Cruise like all seductively I don't know what's happening but anyway that's when they capture the mummy uh, Russell Crowe and his crew of Sh- of the monster, monster hunters monster hunter shield exposition machines yeah so they capture the mummy take it to the facility which is it's the most boring facility it's just like anonymous high tech land orange and teal I, I couldn't believe how nondescript it was like if you're going to focus on like a lot of the movie at this location Give it something, yeah, of, a personality. Yeah, make it. <laughs> why don't you make it like a, an ancient? Why don't you make it a castle? Something like you know, that. like a Go castle. Full goofy monster. Not or like a modern. Just like it's a warehouse. It's a warehouse. It's like a, an industrial warehouse. Yeah. yeah. Full of. I guess there are sort of Easter eggs where you can. Oh, that's that monster. I guess it'll be in that movie. Were, were they Easter eggs? I think there was. Like I saw some article where it's like ten Easter eggs in the mummy, which is it. Uh, Russell Crowe thing but they're very it's nothing you'll know really like it's very uh, obscure shit yeah so why even have them in there anyway people don't recognise that because that's the only point of doing this is so people recognise shit there's no creativity behind it yeah and you think okay what this this movie or this universe is going to introduce Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde right he just says I'm Dr. Jekyll okay which is which is fine but I thought you know you think that okay? How are they, how are they going to introduce him as an actual character? Yeah. Okay, maybe at the end of this movie, it's revealed that oh, you know, Mister Hyde, he's like he has another side to him. Yeah. Nope. Like, the first scene that um, Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe share a scene, it's like, "Hello, I'm Miss, I'm uh, Doctor Jackal." Yeah. And then immediately he starts turning into Mr. Hyde. Just in case you didn't get the point. <laughs> yeah, and then right. he starts turning and then he injects himself. He's like, oh yeah, I'm also Mr. Hyde, but you know, yeah, that's me. Yeah, the least uh, scary Mr. Hyde. Yeah. As n- not scary as possible. It's just, <laughs> it's just so lazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, it's full. Of, this is it's kind of full of legendarily mad lines. It's like, for instance, they have Sophia Boutella's mummy captured, mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise finds out the backstory. I guess at this point, and he kind of says something to her like, "You know, you killed uh, your baby brother, someone like that." It's not that, but I'm paraphrasing. But what I'm not paraphrasing is her reply, which is literally, "Those were different times." <laughs> Like, did they yes. did they incorporate like a studio note in the script? And also, also, <laughs> how does she know what did like what stands, happens in this time? She now? doesn't know the standards of this time. What, yeah, like, she'd have no knowledge whatsoever for saying that. There yeah. is no got. She would say vanilla milkshake before she says those were different times. It it was yeah. so ridiculous. Also, really, were those different times where you could just murder your baby brothers? Yeah, did and they... it was fine. It's kind of like it's kind of built into the sort of fetishization, exotic fetishizing exotic Oriental shit, which is kind of what the mummy is kind mm. of about. Like mm-hmm. she's always in these bandages. She's she's like the exotic other woman, right? Mm. For yep. Tom Cruise, and yeah. then he's got you know proper blonde white girl. On the other hand, because the mummy loves Tom Cruise in this one, or wants to use him as a vessel for her god. Yeah. So that's why she's always kind of trying to seduce him. Yeah, I'm wondering, are there any men in the six screenwriters? Are there, are there any women? No, no, it's all men. Oh, shocker. Yeah, because big, these yeah, the women it? in yeah. this movie are barely characters. Yeah, and that's saying something for this fucking movie. <laughs> like this, you know, this, mo- this movie feels like it came from the past. You know, it, it's like... So, I mean, it's retrograde. Yeah, where it's things that should fly, you know, Tom Cruise. Yeah, uh, everyone will just watch a movie if Tom Cruise is in it. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, that's not cutting it anymore. That's what I mean. It just It's conceived by all old white people. Yeah. <laughs> who are, like, kind of been in this bubble for too long, which isn't relevant anymore. But also, also the fact that it's like monsters, but we'll try to superhero-fy them, because those are popular right now. That's it. That's what I mean when it feels like it's made in a lab uh, in that kind of way. Yeah, it's like it's manufactured. Yeah, it, this, 100%. I mean, which is fine, you know. Okay, Fra- the Fast and Furious yeah. franchise looks, you know, it's a, it's a product, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's not It's art. not, yeah, I wouldn't call it art, yeah. but it's super fun art. It has a personality. It has vision. Yeah. And, you know, it's... It, the char- it likes its characters, at least. Even yeah. if they're not that interesting. No. They got, like, charisma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there's a there's a looseness to it. Yeah. Even if you never remember the plots, because who cares? Yeah. But, yeah, they, they do rely on, like, the chemistry of all of them together. And it that's why it feels like it's kind of taking sort of probably their real life relationships with each other and mm. incorporating it a little more into the film so they feel personable yeah like they're made by people who know each other like you get that sense there is zero chemistry between any of the characters in, in this yeah none whatsoever which if you're going to build a cinematic universe is probably the number one thing because you want to know what the character how their relationships will evolve with each other yeah you know? i mean Supposedly, this mummy played by Sophia Botella is the main cell, right? In in a sense, because this is the you know a monster-driven movie. Yeah, you want to be there for the monster, but she's you know, barely in it. She's her. We don't understand her motivations beyond she's evil. She's just Apocalypse from X Men. Yeah, that's like the best way I can describe her with like her sand powers and her vague objectives. I don't even know what her objectives. Oh wait, well I guess her objective is to bring the devil back to, to, into Tom Cruise's body. Yeah, the immortal devil. Thing. Yeah. It doesn't quite explain why she completely demolishes London, but you got to have that scene because what do you? What else are you going to put in the trailer? You've yeah. You got to have London getting demolished with sand. Of course. And her walking through it. It doesn't mean anything in the movie. It's also kind of ironic, for. For a movie that is about mummies and Egyptian like culture, yeah, uh, ancient Egyptian culture, five uh, percent of the movie takes place in Egypt. If and then if like that, if, if that, that right, yeah. and it's all it takes place in London, yeah, Iraq, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Nondescript like, sewers and warehouses. Yeah, it's very cheap. It's like a very cheap looking film. Yeah, it, maybe it's the poor direction, but. Everything felt like kind of poorly lit, yeah. Not staged like well, 
Yeah, it's um, I think it has what I'd like to call Universal Studios aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Where it's a little teal-ish, yes, and it's kind of clinical. Yes, it works for something like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, where it's all, it's a, where it's centered around cars and mechanical Urban stuff areas. Yeah, and it works really well. Mm-hmm. But why with, is that aesthetic on the mummy? You know, it's because this director's like, yeah, do do whatever. <laughs> I'll just snort my cocaine. What's, what's the easiest? <laughs> way to do this is yeah yeah <laughs> it's template the movie yeah it's, it's like made by iMovie Baker yeah this movie is yeah it feels like it's made by rudimentary templates of the element that uh, the elements that are needed to make a movie so it's like you've got a template script mm-hmm. and you just oh just pop in some character names in there yeah and you got like nice. yeah you've yeah. got like maybe a template way of shooting things where it's just like oh we'll point this camera this way yeah. and that's it yep and have just, these lines yeah gods and monsters stock we've got the stock like cgi yeah. bullshit yeah where it's just a whirlwind of things being destroyed yeah nondescript undead mummies yeah and like uh a, like typical horror trope sequences you know like the the part they were that when they're under the water. Yeah, and she's getting dragged. Yeah, and she's behind her with like, oh yeah, a woman with long hair. Okay, yeah, yeah scary. Scenes that uh, telegraph their jump scares. <laughs> the whole point of a jump scare is that it's a surprise. And the jump scares in this, it's like, it's telling you a jump scare is going to happen. Yeah. And it's, oh, oh, wow. It's not even, yeah. It's not even a fun bad movie. That's, yeah, you that's know? probably, the worst thing about it is honestly that I was bored. Yeah, um, there was just—it's so boring. It's so dull. The there's a couple of like if you get the worst examples of like major releases, which I don't know. I guess in my mind is Fantastic Four from a couple of years ago, and Suicide Squad. There were spots in those movies where like I was entertained at least, whether it was really bad or there was something I kind of liked. I thought, okay, you know, it's kind of working in this sort of way. But it's like the mummy doesn't even have that for a minute because the plane sequence doesn't go for a minute. It's like just a quick thirty seconds. Scene. Yeah, yeah. And but it's also it's got a kind of it's more competent than those movies, which infuriates me even more because it's not even trying. That's what it feels like. It's not even trying, even yeah. though there's just this talent pushed into it. Yeah, I think um, I think the most talented people on this uh, movie are the people who are in charge of logistics and like yeah. shooting everything yeah because they do their job well you know like they get the locations right yeah, so, yeah. and they um it looks good sometimes yeah yeah you know like what i mean is mean is they probably executed what the direction that they're given well yeah because you know every scene was does exactly what the movie wants it to do it's yeah. just that the movie doesn't want it to do much yeah because there's no direction yeah like, it's rudderless so to speak yeah there's nothing in the story yeah this um this movie essentially has two acts yeah. that the mummy escapes and poses a danger in, uh, to the world they stop her yeah that's it yeah and then because it leads to um you know it's supposed to lead to another movie it's not even a finished movie it's no. just a dangling like 10 loose threads yeah and that's it yeah and it's like and it ends it's like, yeah, it, it. You know, they look they look towards the, the horizon on their horses and it's like this completely inappropriate epic music with the most dis- despicable plot <laughs> contrivance <laughs> i i laughed yeah. i laughed it was the funniest bit i've yeah. ever seen because um <laughs> So Jake Johnson dies at the be- very beginning of the movie because he gets possessed, and you know we talked about yeah, how Tom Cruise had to yeah, shoot him. Yeah, and then throughout the movie, he's poor Jake Johnson. He has to play um, comedic relief, which is the only thing semi enjoyable about this movie, mm-hmm. and a plot device yeah. because every everything, um, it, like it feels like with every like plot like narrative drive the it feels like the writers are like oh how does he how do we get him to be in this cave oh i know um let jake johnson's 
ghost appear and say, "Hey, come here, come this way." It's like a video game checkpoint yeah. thing. Yeah, like yeah. A tutorial. Yeah, there's there's no reason for they couldn't come up with a reason of why he would end up in this other place. Yeah. So they just get him to be like, "This way, sir." Yeah. yeah. So, and and yeah. that's it. But that's there. that's his role. And he says some funny lines. Yeah. And uh, at the end of this movie, we see oh, okay, Tom Cruise has newfound. Mummy powers because he uh, he injects himself with the MacGuffin device. Yeah, the plot device. Yeah, uh, that gives him uh, vague powers. Essentially, bringing it's controlling death. I guess the climax is a, is actually very confusing when you think about it because the um, mummy, the woman, <laughs> the mummy got mm. her wish. The villain wins in the end because what she wants is for. To stab is to stab Tom Cruise with, with with this magic knife, which will put the spirit she uh, of this like of Amunet yeah. into him. Yes, and he does it. He voluntarily does it. Yeah, him, to himself to yeah. save um, uh, blonde girl in distress. Girl in distress. Uh, uh, so he does it, and you know that she has accomplished her goal. Yeah, but the consequences of that is nothing. Yeah. Because all it is is he's another Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde The consequences character. is he's super awesomer. Yeah, yeah. And he gets to be in uh, more films where he can do more awesomer things. He, he becomes an immortal superhero with yeah. powers. Yeah, and... Um, so and he, that sometimes turn ugly. He goes, I guess, like he goes to a dead body after giving himself these powers and he's like, he literally screams, wake up! And then there's like a hideous bit where it's like just terrible CGI on his face. Yeah. It's like something out of Resident Evil 2002. So then she wakes up, <clears throat> oh gasp, and then he retreats into the shadows like, oh, don't look at me kind of thing. And he makes growling noises and and I'm thinking, what the fuck has happened to him? What what are we supposed to be getting from this scene? That he's a freak now or, or what? But then he kind of disappears and then she reconvenes with her boss, Russell Crowe, Dr. Jekyll, Miss Hyde, because she's one of the ghost hunters. That's right. Whatever the fuck. And uh, she's like, oh, he's a good man now. He saved me. And Russell Crowe, with his trailer lines, is like, now he's a man and he's a monster. And then <laughs> the next scene after that. No, and he, he says, Russell Crowe says perhaps a lot. Yeah. Like, and, you know, the girl would ask, like, is he our enemy? Perhaps. What depends uh, where we go from here Yeah. the sequels. And we haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Uh, I would be honest with you, which is the entire ending of this thing. Yeah. So then the next scene, Jake Johnson is not a zombie anymore. Is back, alive and well. He's a man. And his first line of dialogue is, hey, thanks for bringing me back. Yeah, he's like... Completely off screen. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm glad you brought me back to life and all, but... What are we uh, doing? Where, yeah, what are we doing? Where are we going? And it's just like... Oh, okay, there are no consequences in this movie. There was nothing happened because they're at the exact same place where they started. Yeah. Where nope. they're in the desert looking for shit, I guess. Yeah, and the indication that Tom Cruise can literally bring back anyone. Yeah, and he doesn't die. Yeah. So who gives a fuck Where are happens? we going with where's this? The, where's the jeopardy at all? There's not even, like, the pretense of, like, people could be hurt or this is thrilling because whatever. Yeah. And when he, he gets knocked around a lot in this movie... And it's so rubbery because he gets these powers of, like, invulnerability halfway through or so. So he's in these comedic scenes with the mummy where she's just whacking him. And he's, mm. like, you know, ragdolled around. And it, it's so cartoonish. It's you know? soulless. It's this soulless. It's is... just, yeah, it's corporate as you can imagine. Mm. Um, read Reese's review on isolatednation.com. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't beat. It's a pretty short review. I don't beat around the bush too much. Yeah, I gave it a one star. Which I don't think I've done yet. I think <laughs> that's a, a first. I think that's a first for I, you. I think it's a first. I just hated this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, have you got any last thoughts on it or? Hmm. Well, okay. Let's let's talk about the wider dark universe. Yeah. If it ever comes to fruition, I yes. guess I have no idea where they're going to go from here. Yeah, they didn't they didn't even announce like what is the next movie, yeah. right? Yeah, there's no indication because uh, you know, they announced a bunch of characters. Yeah. Uh and I thought, okay, cool. Oh, I'd love to see Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But oh, he's in this movie called The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And I'm like, okay. Um Russell Crowe is not great. Mm-hmm. But um, so you've got Johnny Depp for like some goddamn reason as the Invisible Man. The, the Invisible Man. Um, this is what I mean when where. Can we stop giving Johnny Depp a chance? Yeah. Now? Can we stop? I'm over. He's like 
person, like as a person, he's not a good person. He seems pretty despicable and disgusting. And as a professional, he's not that good of an actor anymore. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a huge Johnny Depp fan. I mean, I've liked him okay, but the last thing he was in, um, Pirates of the Caribbean Five. That's right. Disgusting performance. (laughs) He he shouldn't be in a movie for ten years. Just he needs to go away. He doesn't. I don't think he even likes acting anymore. You, it's so obvious. Isn't like doesn't he get fed like lines? Yeah, fed there was to an him? article where they said um, he has an earpiece and assistants feed lines to him. He so, doesn't read scripts anymore. <laughs> he doesn't even read shit. Like it's just feeding it to him, and then he, he just says the words, I guess. Which you know, some actors I I think uh, can work with that, but yeah. uh, judging like he's not turning in Oscar-worthy performances. I mean, Marlon Brando did that with The Godfather, but. Look at this Marlon Brando. He's, yeah, it's he ain't no even at his prime. He ain't no Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. No, and I liked I liked him well enough. Yeah. So yeah, they got they got um that falling star. <laughs> another thing. That's this is another example of how you know this franchise, I guess if you can call it that, is it's engineered in the past. Yeah. In a way, because they're still relying on big names. Boring big names to yeah. fill their characters. So, Just shit they think will look good on a poster. Yeah, like, Javier Bardem as Frankenstein's monster. It's like, of course. Yeah, like that. It's uh, so obvious. It's man. so vanilla. Yeah. And and the only woman they've announced is of course Sofia Boutella uh, as the, uh, <laughs> I guess titular mummy. The only halfway interesting actoral yeah thing and but her character sucks. I don't want to see her anymore in the movie if she was anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, okay, here's, here are some two kind of contentious, in my opinion, um, blasphemous addition to this dark universe, mm-hmm. which was they announced that the hunchback of Notre Dame will, <laughs> will also be added to this yeah. uh, train wreck yeah. and, um, the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> what? He's just a weirdo in a mask. <laughs> Okay, first of all, I think it's pretty offensive to add the hunchback of Notre Dame into a monster movie because you're insinuating that people with birth defects are monsters now. Like, he he has never, in no iteration, is he a villainous um, figure, I don't think. He's not an, uh, an antagonist. Yeah. He's a tragic character who, despite, you know, all odds, remained optimistic. Yeah. That was what I got from the movie, the Disney... Wait, is it even a Disney movie? Yeah, no, it was a Disney movie. It was it? Yeah. Okay, well, from the animated movie. Mm-hmm. And just to throw him in there as like, he, hey, it's... Because mon- <laughs> the tagline for this whole uh, franchise is like, welcome to the world of gods, gods and monsters. Which itself is just like the most stock tagline yeah. imaginable. You could get that from a video game in yeah. 2000. Yeah. It's so generic. I'd rather they build... I'd rather they just, you know, take a storyline from video games. Why not? At least people thought about that. Yeah. (laughs) And there's something you can work with, I guess. Yeah. If you have no ideas, which you clearly don't. (laughs) Yeah. Just, yeah, do like one of those famous video games. I can't think of one. I'm not a video game guy. I'm sure there's one. (laughs) Um, Counter-Strike. I'm sure they have good storylines in that one. Yeah. Fall out. You don't have to use these things you own the rights to and throw them together yeah you're just squandering you're just squandering it yeah do fallout 2 i'm sure that was a good storyline yeah <laughs> the, yeah i've heard about that good game apparently oh well anything but this. anything <laughs> anything but this you know what you've got a golden franchise on your hands in the form of fast and furious why don't you build that why don't you build that universe like do a Plane-centric Fast and Furious. I wouldn't. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't be excited if they did spin-offs for that. But to me, that makes a lot of sense because I people, would be hyped. People love these movies. They I make love money. It. People, yeah, yeah. I would watch it. I mean, I mean, whatever. I'll still watch it. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know anyone who wants to see fucking Invisible Man after the Mummy. You know, or no one, no one wanted to see the Mummy yeah. in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> when they do, and also, no one wants to see a Brendan Fraserless the mummy more importantly i think the nostalgia for that movie strong yeah because um it was sort of off-brand indiana jones i don't Ex- that's exactly how it is i don't remember it but yeah and brendan fraser has a kind of unique presence that suits that goofiness yeah 
it's so goofy but in the best sense we we need movies like this you know something like national treasure yeah like doesn't take itself too seriously doesn't think it's going to compete with the avengers yeah like not, they really wanted to compete with the Avengers. Yeah, it's pathetic. That's it's beyond pathetic. In that, the, yeah, they turned uh, Tom Cruise essentially into a superhero ca- character. He's like supposed to be the Tony Stark of this, which is ironically, he was actually originally meant to be Tony Stark. Thank before, God. Yeah, we'd have no <laughs> Avengers if Tom Cruise was Tony Stark. Wow, we'd imagine have, that. We would just have Iron Man movies, and then it would be run into the ground. Yeah, yeah, uh, they dodged a bullet big time. But uh, anyway, well, that's what we got to sound the mummy, I guess. Um, are you excited to watch Dark Universe two? Uh, um, no, no, I hope it burns <laughs> to the ground. I, I hope this sinks it. I think it will. If it does bad in the, I think China might could, might make some money in China, but it might yeah. get banned in China because they don't allow ghosty, ghoulish things. Actually, yeah, there are there isn't a single Chinese character in this. There's not even one token Asian person. Isn't, isn't that weird? So they must have known it wouldn't get play in China. Otherwise, there would there yeah, would have been for because sure. that's the prerequisite. Yeah, if you want to be big in China, you know. Yeah, you gotta. Well, they they can put on the poster. But I think they, you know, China is a fan of monster movies. But yeah, I thought it got banned there because Ghostbusters was banned there. Hmm. And that's like PG. Is it because of fake. the monsters? Yeah, it was because explicitly because of the spirit shit. Oh. Yeah. So I don't think it's weird again because you need to court China for that big money now. Hmm. Because they're the, probably the biggest buyers of tickets uh, in this current landscape. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, it's, that's misguided that they try to give it that kind of appeal. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, who... Okay, let's just end with this. If Universal Studios heard this podcast and yeah. they're like, you know what? You do it. <laughs> you do this monster thing. Uh, who would you pick to basically be executive producer of this whole thing? See, the way... It, I don't know who I'd pick exactly, but I kind of have an idea yeah. of how I think it kind of should be done. You can how? keep the cinematic universe idea, yeah, but make them for, like, really cheap and make them really R-rated. Yeah. Like, make them really scary. Like, that's a real alternative to, like, the family entertainment of DC and Marvel. Do... You, yeah. Do a similar kind of spin, but just make it really dirty and scary. Yeah, okay. if you want to do these... You know, literature-based monsters do you know go all out and go do out like there. gothic yeah. horror or go, something. Get people who are not big names but are like up and comers in like the horror yeah. genre or something yeah. like that. You know, get big name <sighs> horror directors oh, man. to kind of come together as a team and they figure out what's good or what's not. Not fucking Revenge of the Fallen and you know, you giving uh, me chills. Live die repeat, like whatever. <laughs> you know, get actual people who are invested in horror. Yeah, and imagine make it like a horror franchise. Imagine the director of The Babadook. Yeah, James the Mummy as well, or something like that. Get, yeah, because yeah. these horror films are like they're making money, man. Like Get Out or The Conjuring, whatever. All those. I don't watch a lot of them, but they have an audience. Yeah, and if you make them really cheap, you'll have like a loyal audience. Get James Wan to do it. You yeah, have, you know, Universal Studios have. Uh, you know, a good relationship with him, uh, right? I guess they just—that's their big mistake. They didn't pick someone to do it. They put all their money in the stars and not in the talent. Yeah, you know, that's what it is. That's why this whole thing is destined to fucking fail. Like, there won't be—I doubt there'll be another one. It's—it is literally a studio-made movie, judging it's, from it's how, made many, how many how many screenwriters yeah, there were. It's committee movie, committee I, the movie. Yeah, starring the mummy and Tom Cruise. Uh, I mean, even you know. If you want to go into this direction, up, you know, where the kind of half thriller, half um, comedy tone, mm-hmm. uh, they could have gotten like someone like Guy Ritchie or something. Yeah, like because yeah, I mean, I mean, Disaster King Arthur. I didn't see that, but apparently, that's, I didn't see it either. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I, I feel like that shouldn't have been a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, it yeah. shouldn't have. Yeah, I, I feel like they should have just, you know, if. If Guy, if they could have gotten Guy Ritchie on board with this, King Arthur would wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I mean, it might, it might have still happened. Yeah, it might have. Maybe they would have even folded King Arthur into this universe. <laughs> can, do, can they do that? Does Universal? I, or, I don't know. Uh, imagine but, that. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be too bad. Also, okay. Also, another thing about the Hunchback of Notre Dame mm-hmm. and the Phantom of the Opera, which I still can't get over that they it feels like this. a prank it's weird this is set in re- like present day the mummy is that, set that. in present day how is how are you gonna get hunchback and 
the Phantom of the Opera into this. They they would seem so silly in a modern day setting. <laughs> yeah. The mummy... Are you actually going to have a modern day Phantom of the Opera? Doctor, like... yeah, like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is goofy enough in this like contemporary kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But to have those characters are so kind of like particular to a time and place. Yeah. Having them in fucking now with iPhones and Apple, it, I don't know. It's yeah. so weird. So Unless they're going to do something which basically renders them not recognizable. Yeah, do you think that Hunchback of Notre, Notre Dame is like anonymous? So he's like a web entity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just on, he's a virus. Yeah, yeah. And the Phantom <laughs> of the Opera is just, you know, they think he's a myth, but it turns out he's, um, what is how I can't imagine like in what setting is he because the Phantom of the Opera is very specific to one place yeah. you know what I mean like he doesn't travel to other theaters and kill people yeah <laughs> so I, I I don't understand they only know the name I don't think they actually know the characters at all they just know the names and they know oh people know this and name. then they greenlit and it's greenlit based on the name Fuck, do it Be, you know that's the thinking behind this. That's as deep as it is. It's a puddle of water thinking. Hey, look, I wish them all the best. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm, I still, despite how horrible The Mummy is, I'm very, very curious to see what their follow-up is. I'm, and I'm going to see it. I'm curious in the sense that I wonder how they'll reconfigure. Will yeah. they double down on all the wrong things? Yes. Or will they learn something? Yeah. This That's next what movie, I'm curious about. Yeah, if they decide to go with this, I think it has the potential to be either doubly horrible yeah. or they could turn it around and they have something around, amazing. Because they're, they're not shooting anything right now. Yeah. They, they can have a meeting and redo. Yeah, like, it's readjust. not like they're shooting like yeah the, the, the 10 movies that they announced. It's, it's not a situation where Justice League is shooting when Batman v Superman is released. Yeah. They actually have time to readjust to what they've done wrong and figure something out. But they weren't too bright with this approach in the first place, so I, I don't have like a lot of faith in their reasoning. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, it's been so negative, the reception to this movie. It's, it's got like 17%, which I don't really care about Rotten Tomatoes, but that's a real stink. That's good. That's a stink on the I'm movie. I'm happy with that yeah. score. I think it's a reasonable score. Yeah. Yeah. So um, hopefully they readjust if they're doing something. But either way, it'll be interesting to hear what they do. Yeah. Anyway, should we uh, go on to the next thing? I think we should uh, save Wonder Woman for the for the next episode. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so um, that's that's it for the the first Dark Universe movie. Yeah. What do you think, dear listeners? Did you like the movie? Yeah. If you did, please like list like reasons because I am curious. Yeah. Uh, email email us at uh, howie at isolatednation dot com with uh, you know under the subject heading. The Mummy was amazing. And give us like five, like no, give us two reasons. Even even something like The Mummy wasn't as bad as you think. That's yeah. still like an interesting email topic to me. Tell us what the themes are. Yeah, give, what give are us the your themes? like point of view if you're really into it. But yeah, because that you would be a unicorn. Man. Yeah, you don't see unicorns that much. All right. Well, uh, until next time, keep an eye out for our uh, Wonder Woman episode yeah and in that episode too i guess we'll talk about this and uh, we'll talk a bit about adam west yeah i got some stuff to say because he died today r.i.p this recording r.i.p him so um yeah that'll follow this soon i guess until next time peace